Hi, this is Nick Forster. This week, we are going to revisit one of the shows we taped way back when you could actually go to a show. This one we recorded at E-Town Hall with Justin Towns Earl and Emily Gimble, both of whom have a deep family connection to the state of Texas. We also have a, a great Achievement Award winner, Jane Zelikova, who has a very timely subject to talk about, which is both how women and scientists are deserving of our appreciation and respect. She's the co-founder of an organization called 500 Women Scientists. All of this is coming right now. Town Hall in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, it's E-Town, with this week's guests from Austin, Texas, Emily Gimble, interview guest Jane Zelikova, and from Nashville, Tennessee, New West recording artist Justin Towns Earl. I'm Helen Forster. Join me right now in welcoming our host, Nick Forster. Thank you, Helen. Thanks, everybody. Welcome to E-Town. Welcome to E-Town Hall. So I sometimes ask our guests uh, if they grew up in a musical family. It's because that can make a huge difference for a young person, just knowing that writing a song or playing an instrument is something that people actually do. It's not just folks on TV and radio. So um, that can uh, give a young person a nice head start in a musical direction. It can also mean a whole different thing if you grow up in a famous musical family. And just ask Hank Williams Jr. or Nancy Sinatra or hundreds of other people whose parents are well-known musicians. So this week we have two guests who grew up in famous musical families. But they both charted their own course. They both sound like themselves. One grew up in Texas with the giant legacy of Bob Wills and his Texas Playboys circling around her throughout her childhood because her grandfather... Johnny Gimbel was a celebrated fiddler and electric mandolin player in that legendary band. And the other grew up in Nashville, Tennessee, with his often absent dad, Steve Earle, a larger-than-life character in many ways, too. But as I say, they both found their own path, really very different and unique voices. It's just great that they're here and they have that legacy and they've kind of absorbed all those sounds and then made their own. So we're going to get started right now. Please help me welcome back to E-Town, Justin Towns Earle. Streets and me on me one to blame now is GMC. 
There's no need to worry ever Let us not forget the last time the rain come down like this So much was lost We'll never know the true cost of coming this is now storm coming don't be frightened by the sound there's so much at stake how far will it go no only a fool would place such a bet on which way the wind's gonna blow Justin Towns Earl, welcome back, first of all. It's good to see you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, always a pleasure. You know, what's cool about hearing you play when you're not with your band, when you're just out there solo, is it's such a full sound, um, single guitar player and a singer. You do some wacky stuff with your right hand on the guitar, with your picking hand. Can you just kind of break it down for me, show me what the heck is going on? Because I, I, I don't understand it. Well, I like to call it sleight of hand. It's my guitar style. It's sleight of hand. Um, I learned most of it from a guy named Malcolm Holcomb, but he is a lot more accurate than I am. So that, and he uses all five fingers. These operate as a claw. Oh, your thumb and your first finger. Yeah, so thumb and the first finger. These are the most important things. You can get this. That's just thumb and first finger, yeah. Um, I want to I want to just talk a little bit about the fact that you know we've been seeing each other for a few years now, and this you seem like you're in a different spot. There's something about you that seems a little different. I understand there are some changes in your world. Well, I mean, I got a two-year-old daughter. There you go. That's, a, that's what I was. Etta St. James Earl. 
for the first time in my life, I'm not just fighting for my own survival. Yeah. Um, I'm, you know, you're got, married, you're a dad, you got a two-year-old teaching you all kinds of stuff. Right. Um, the other thing I've noticed, and, and this may come from the same sort of evolution that we're talking about, being a dad, being married, is that your songwriting on this new record, which, by the way, is called Saint of Lost Causes, is a little more worldly. It's not so much about your own personal dynamics and journey. It's a little bit more about other people's lives and experiences and a lot of, you know, a few songs about people who are struggling. And does that come from being a dad? Well, I mean, it comes from being a dad. It comes from the times that we are in right now. I mean, what's going on in this world right now? I mean, every human has a right to live and has a right to live the way that they want to live. Where they want to live. Um, and, you know, and I thought about how Bruce Springsteen wrote songs and he made, I mean, it was Jersey, you know, so, but what, I was like, what if we uh, tried to take that and apply it to the rest of America? Yeah. You know, so Flint City Shake It. Right. You know, Appalachian Nightmare, Ahi Esta Mi Nina, mm -hmm. Over Alameda. You know, yeah, different parts of the country, different stories, but the stories have something in common, which is certainly Flint City you're talking about good people who are down on their luck. Right. And you are uh, naming names a little bit. You and uh, Michael Moore have that in common. Yes, that, yes. And the idea that you can lift people up by letting them know that you're noticing. You know, there's something cool about just uh, bearing witness to people who are struggling, celebrating the, what their experience is. And in some ways, it's the tradition of, you know, the Woody Guthrie's of the world and people just paying attention to what's out there. Absolutely. Again, it's great to see you sort of shining a light and shifting your focus a little bit on these small stories that are in so many ways uh, representative of, of what's going on in the world where we do need to lift people up. We do need to kind of believe in all of America, not just little pieces and parts of it. And that's what your record's about. Absolutely. I mean, unless your name is Red Cloud, then you are not a Native American. Yeah. Yeah. You're an immigrant. Yeah. You were born of immigrants. Yeah. All right. It's so funny because he all, Justin is also pretty proud of pretty much just playing his shows and, and uh, not necessarily uh, politicizing. But this is part of the new maturity that comes from being a married guy with a kid. Yes. I think she'll be fine. I think she's going to oh, get a pretty interesting ride, yeah. She's going to be mean as hell. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> Nobody's ever going to mess with my daughter. It's going to be like me. My dad always said it. He wasn't worried about anybody ever kidnapping me because they would return me in 10 minutes because they wouldn't want to put up with me. <laughs> Okay, the family tradition continues. Um, let's get back to music. Welcome back, if you would, Justin Towns Earl. So now we're going to do the title track from the new record, The Saint of Lost Causes. You know, don't expect anything that I play here to sound like it's going to on the record, because I do it at my own speed when I'm on my own. dream not a nightmare I'm too pretty for that let's just say I'm the last thing you want to see coming I'm the reason they say watch your back but for so long I was like a wounded hound backed up to a chain link fence and the world at large 
dodges like a big mean kid Just poking me through that fence with a stick Now ain't nobody born bad It takes a whole lot of hurting But therein lies one of life's biggest lessons Is it ain't got nothing to do with deserving just pray this ain't a lost causes now nights are cruel but it ain't hard to understand you got your sheep you got your shepherds you got your wolves and amongst men It can be hard to tell Might find a wolf in shepherd's clothes Now and then you're gonna find sheep In amongst all them troubled souls and There ain't nothing can be done That's just the way it goes First you go back then you get mean Then there's nothing left But to grow cold And you pray This ain't a lost causes Now some might say I've, I've got no faith No heart And surely no shame But the is that this has been with me so long that I I must admit I kinda like the pain now so how many encounters you ever had Better yet, how many wolves you ever even seen? You got about as much chance running into one of them as you do running into me. But still take nothing for granted. Might live on the best block in Beverly Hills. You be sure you lock up tight at night, cause you know poor folks ain't got nothing to steal they just pray the same of lost causes yeah they pray pray the same of lost causes oh. Justin Towns Earl. The record's called The Saint of Lost Causes out on New West Records. Justin will be back later on in the show.
Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by Silk, the charter sponsor of Change the Course. The program was co-created with National Geographic to restore water in critically water-stressed ecosystems. You can learn more about Silk's commitment to the environment and to plant-based nutrition at silk.com. You're listening to E-Town. That's for uh, Johnny Gimble. More on that later on. We have more music coming up from Justin Towns Earl later on in the show. And we've also got a great singer and songwriter, as I mentioned, from Austin. Emily Gimble is here, and she's going to play some of her songs along with the house band later on. But before we bring Emily out, you know, every week we have a conversation with somebody who's out in the community paying attention, uh, trying their best to make things a little better for others. Often it's a, a story that we hear about from listeners, and from time to time we get to bring somebody on the show who simply knows a lot about something we're really interested in, and that's what's happening today. I'm really excited about this week's guest, and uh, here comes Helen to tell you more. Well, thank you, Nick. Our guest this week is Dr. Jane Zelikova, a scientist who grew up in a Jewish family that fled eastern Ukraine in the late 1980s when Jane was 11. Her family landed in Brooklyn, New York in 1990 and then moved to Atlanta the next year. Her father is a nature-loving mathematician who taught his kids to solve problems and to love being outdoors. Jane attended the University of Georgia and later earned her PhD in ecology and evolutionary biology. She was a research scientist focused on better understanding climate change. She worked for the US Department of Energy. But when she saw the Trump administration's lack of respect for climate science or science in general, she decided to do something new. Jane and three other women started an organization called 500 Women Scientists to both promote science and particularly to raise the profile of female scientists around the world. And now Jane is here to tell us more, so please help me welcome to E-Town, Jane Zelikova. Dr. Jane Zelikova, welcome to E-Town. So glad you're here. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. It's my us. first time. So um, your life story, as I understand it, you completed your doctorate. You become a research scientist at the university level. You eventually worked for the federal government during the Obama administration. And then uh, things changed. Yeah, it was just literally a few hours of time and things were really different all of a sudden. Yeah. I was upset and a lot of my friends were too because the disregard for science was communicated so often during the campaign, this disregard for the humanity of other people. And so my friends and I felt like those things were going to like become a reality. It wasn't just empty rhetoric. Yeah. And we were right. It did. Yeah. And it's interesting. You're an immigrant and a female and a scientist, all three things that unfortunately the current administration's rhetoric is not particularly supportive of. Yeah. So the organization that Helen mentioned, you know, you had this disruption in your career path. So you co-founded an organization called 500 Women Scientists. How did that get started and what were you hoping to accomplish? 
yeah, uh, we couldn't change the results of the election, but we could sort of at least voice what we thought was really wrong. So we wrote this pledge um, from women scientists to women scientists, articulating essentially that we weren't gonna stand by and watch this continue, that we were gonna stand up for science, but also stand up for the humans and the humanity. So science is not like something that happens in a vacuum, it's people are involved, and the people that do science are women, they're people of color, they're immigrants, they're LGBTQ, they're all of these different identities that were threatened and are continuing to be threatened. So we wrote this letter and we were hoping we could get 500 signatures. That seemed really ambitious. And we posted it online and published it in Scientific American and then it just blew up. Hmm. Thousands and thousands of signatures were coming in. Like within a day we had more than 500. Within a few days we had over 1,000 and then we had, you know, at some point we stopped counting at 20,000. And it wasn't just women, it was also men, and it was people from all over the world, not just the US that were signing. Because the messages of like, this is not okay, what's happening is not okay, they resonated. It's not just a US problem, it's a world problem. Yeah, and the idea is, uh, again, this is, there is a political um, sort of uh, part to the story, but the reality is, you're scientists, and you're looking at problems that are global, that are not bound by borders or different administrations. These are larger issues that need to be in the spotlight, and particularly the idea that, as I understand it anyway, women scientists are underrepresented in general, both in terms of conferences, published papers, Wikipedia, all these things, women scientists' voices are diminished in some ways. Yeah, there are just a lot of layers of lack of representation. So women tend to have fewer jobs and leadership positions in science, even if there are 50-50 gender ratio in graduate students, most of the positions that are tenured are men. Most of the positions in power are men. Uh, women continue to get fewer grants, get fewer papers published, get paid less for the same work. Um, the burden of child care falls mostly on women. So there are all these different ways that women can get to like science where they think everything is evidence-based. People think about merit, but that's not the case. Meritocracy doesn't exist in science and it doesn't exist outside of science. White men continue to sort of rule mm -hmm. and they really want to hang on to their power and they are threatened by women and they're threatened by people of color who are even more marginalized than women are. Given that, if you were to recraft from whole cloth a replacement for Bill Nye the science guy, what oh. would that person look like? Oh my God, we, yeah, I have a lot of things to say about Bill Nye the science guy. That could be a separate interview. Um, <laughs> what would that I'm, representative scientist look like? Yeah, it could be a woman. It could be a different ethnicity altogether. It could be a young person. Yeah. It would not be a person in a bow tie wearing a lab coat who is not actually a scientist. Fair enough. So back to the organization that you started, 500 Women Scientists. You mentioned that it's global. Does that mean that there is now an organization that has global chapters, or you stay in touch, or what's going on? People could sign up and start a chapter in any place across the world. And so there are chapters all over the world. There are like 165 in the US and maybe another 150 across the rest of the world. Wild. And women uh, scientists just sign up to start a chapter, and then they invite other women to come and they organize and the local chapters really do whatever uh, matches sort of the needs of their community and the unique opportunities for growth and also the challenges that those communities face. So is there any resistance to, is there um, white men of science kind of trying to oh, yeah. push you down a little bit? Oh yeah. It's really, it's so threatening. Come on, really? It's so threatening really? to have women be like, yo, you don't actually deserve the place that you're in. <laughs> Just like face up to your privilege. It's not a fun thing to be pointed out yeah. to somebody. And people do really feel like they deserve where they are. And they don't recognize that. Like it helps a lot to be a white dude. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. 
I'm going to have to think about that. It's a journey. We're all learning. I also have a lot of privileges, the white lady. And even though I'm an immigrant, I'm sure if I was a person of color, it would have been a lot harder to make it in this country. Yeah, that's probably right. I have to quickly ask you, because you are a scientist. You spend a lot of your career on climate science and the impact of climate change. Mm -hmm. So uh, that all leads to um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's Green New Deal. So what do you think about that? I love the Green New Deal. You we do? love the Green New yeah. Deal. Yeah, it doesn't just say, like, we're just going to focus on climate. They're saying in order for us to make climate progress, we have to deal with all of these other issues, societal issues about access to jobs, access to education opportunity, healthcare. And if we don't think about this in a really equitable way, none of our climate solutions are gonna stick. And I think that's a really awesome way to think about it. This is not a problem that is just carbon in the air. It's like a really human problem. Yeah. And um, is there a website if people wanna know more about 500 Women Scientists? Yes, if you uh, go to 500 Women Scientists, 500 is 500 and then Women Scientists spelled out, org, you can see all the amazing things that we do. And if you are a woman scientist or a supporter, you can join us. That's amazing. Well, Jane, thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for sharing your story with us. Really excited about 500 Women Scientists as an organization and congratulations on your success. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Jane Zelikova, champion for science, for women, for innovation. To our listeners, if you want to learn more about what Jane and 500 women scientists are up to these days, you can find more information on our website, etown.org. Also, we'd love to hear what you think about this segment or the show in general. You can connect with us through social media, through info at etown.org, which is our email, or you can write us the old-fashioned way if you so choose at Box 954, Boulder, Colorado, 80306. Thank you, Helen. Thank you, Jane. I want to mention that uh, Justin Townsurl is going to be back to play some more music in a little while. Right now, I'm going to tell you about Emily Gimbel. She grew up in Waco, Texas, moved to Austin, where she's been a fixture on the Austin music scene for years. As I mentioned, she didn't just grow up in a musical family. She grew up in a legendary musical family. Her late grandfather, Johnny Gimbel, was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a member of Bob Wills' Texas Playboys. He's also in the Country Music Hall of Fame as one of the great fiddlers and electric mandolin players of all time. And of course, all kinds of awards in Texas. But if you are a musician in Texas and your grandpa played in Bob Wills' band, you're good. You're in. You're going to be okay. And uh, Emily's dad also made a name for himself uh, as a bass player. But she has set her own course, as you're about to hear. She moved to Austin. She got really busy, spent time in the also legendary band Asleep at the Wheel, um, which is where I think we met. We were, both, we were on the Grand Ole Opry once together with um, when I was there. But she has been an important part of this um, very vibrant Austin music scene for a long time. She's won all kinds of awards for playing and songwriting. And it wasn't that long ago that she decided to put out her first solo record of, of original songs. She enlisted the help of her friends from the Greyhounds, including uh, our own Zach Littlefield. And she made a great record. And it doesn't sound anything like what her grandpa played, except that it's soulful and original and good. And so we're really happy she's here. Please welcome to E-Town for her first visit, Emily Gimbel.
All right. This is the title track off that record. It's called Certain Kinda. Emily Gimbel, welcome to E-Town for your first visit. Um, 
Such a good singer. So what a cool story, kind of going from Austin's musical MVP playing with Whit Smith and Hayes Carl and Sleep yeah. at the Wheel and dozens more and, and then having your own record uh, touring on your own. That's a bold move. Kind of scary, I imagine. It was all of that. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really thinking about things like financial help or anything. I just was like, I got to do this. So yeah. the record happened and I felt like that's what I needed to follow. And it's funny because in a, in a way, your grandfather had a sort of similar path. He was a support role, um, but he eventually had his own TV show and he kind yeah. of stepped out from behind the being in a band. Yeah, he had the Home Folks show. Yeah. Before, uh, it was after he played with Bob Wills, right. but then before he moved to Nashville and played with all of the people and all the records that we know his fiddle on. So, yeah. What are some of those, by the way? Share with our audience a few he of those. He played on all of the Western swing stuff that George Strait did, so like Right or Wrong and If You Ain't Lovin', I Think. And he played with George Jones. He played with Connie Smith. He played on Phases and Stages, my favorite Willie Nelson record. And it goes on and on. You got to tour with him and your dad, three generations of gimbals, that must have been an experience. Called it a case of the gimbals. A case of the gimbals. Yeah. That we, we did a record when I was 19 or 20, and those are my favorite musical memories. Wow, I can only imagine. Well, tell me about the scene when you moved to Austin, when you finally got there. What was that like? What did you find yourself in the midst of when you got there? I was just learning how to play piano. I got a two-year degree at um, McLennan Community College, where my dad is a professor, and then... I had the choice to either go to more school, and I just felt like the best school for me would be to move somewhere where I would be playing five or six nights a week. So I just started doing that, and I first started playing with this guitar player named Slim Ritchie. Yeah, sure, I know. And he would just make me solo all night <laughs> long. And I, you know, like, it helps you get your footing. Yeah. And then send you on your way. That's great. So It was like, it was like uh, the AAA ball club or something. Yeah. You were going to go get your skills. <laughs> he was a character. Um, I see pictures of you with so many contexts, you know, so many different people you've played music with. It seems like you must have been a busy person. I am. <laughs> Including one picture of you with Robert Plant. What was that all about? Oh, that's Charlie Sexton's fault. Oh, okay. He, it was right after, also right after I gave my notice with The Wheel and was... The Wheel is asleep at the wheel yeah. for those listening, yeah. And it was, that was just a really hard decision for me because Western Swing means a lot to me and my family. And, yeah. But anyways, it was like the day after I said I was going to quit and... I was just all in my head about it. And he was like, hey, so uh, we're doing the Austin Music Awards, and uh, you think you might want to play with Robert Plant? And I'm like, oh, are you sure you're calling the right person for this? <laughs> so, yeah, I was crazy. He was really nice. That's cool. But, but we're talking about your playing more than we're talking about your singing, because I think you're such a great singer. And do you have musical hero singers that you think about and listen to and, and uh, steal stuff from? I remember I was 13 and I saw this Ella Fitzgerald record and I had never heard her before, but I bought it and I was obsessed with her yeah. singing until I was probably about 18 and then I started listening to Aretha and then I ran into Billie Holiday, Nina Simone, all those people, yeah. you know. Well, it's so great to hear it all. You know, it's a great musical tradition that's continuing because I think what many people don't recognize is that Western swing is itself 
an amalgamation of all kinds of other styles mm-hmm. and things that include traditional fiddle music or right. work songs from the fields and right. blues and jazz and um, mariachi music, mariachi music, yeah. polka, German polka music. Yeah. yeah, it's all in there. So um, you're on the right path that you've been on for a long time. Anyway, I'm glad you're here. We're going to play some more music. Good luck, Emily. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Let's play some more stuff. All right. We're going to get Helen out to sing on this song. She let me borrow my hairspray earlier. I did. We are girlfriends for life. That's how that works. It's like Blood Brothers, almost. And it was really good hairspray, too.
Oh. Emily Gimble, the record's called Certain Kinda, along with the E-Tones, Zach Littlefield on the drums, Ron Jolly, Chris Engelman, Helen Forster, Emily Gimble from Austin, Texas. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. You're listening to E-Town. <laughs> Forster, I want to say hello to our listeners who are here in E-Town on stations like KRNN in Juneau, Alaska, on WMOT, Roots Radio in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and on KDRIP, KDRP Sun Radio in Austin, Texas. Thanks, everybody, for listening. As always, if you want more information about any of our guests, you want to see exactly uh, what Justin Towns Earl's boots are like this time around, all that stuff is on the web, and there's all kinds of great videos there, too. So it's been a great little combination of um, our guest visitors this week to E-Town. Pretty cool to see how people go through their lives and learn a little more and get a little closer to the truth as they go along. Um, I think it was really cool hearing Jane talk about her efforts to both empower women scientists, but also to sort of make sure that climate science is not uh, underappreciated or disrespected. And um, I read, actually, a couple of things that Justin Towns Earl said earlier. One of them is that he said, I'm, I'm a disciple of the Woody Guthrie School of Thinking About Music. I figure it's always better to just go ahead and tell people the truth. And then the other thing he said, which I appreciated, especially in light of Jane being an immigrant and just what's going on in this country, he said, I believe in the idea of America that everybody's welcome here and has the right to be here. So those are the kinds of things that we're happy to share with all of our listeners all over the place from our guests this week. Right now, would you please help me welcome back to E-Town, Justin Townsero. All right, so now I'm going to leave you with this song about Sunday mornings, fried chicken, home-cooked meals, watching baseball on the TV. I don't care if you like football or not. Baseball is America's sport. It's played at the pace of life. If you're bored with baseball, you're bored with life. Sunday morning, frying chicken. Watching baby working in the kitchen. Run like I didn't late last night. And I'm gonna move a little slower. I ain't waiting on nothing. I just got no and I need a haircut, I could take a shave I could stand to hear my baby call me by my name now Put on a country station on that satellite radio, baby A public radio I ain't waiting on nothing, I just love her so
nothing but time Only thing I'm worth about is keeping that woman right there in my reach Got a pocket full of money, shopping I wanna do I had my sights set on a pair of white box shoes But another day ain't gonna hurt a thing, oh no Thank you. Justin Towns Earl. Thank you. The new record's called The Saint of Lost Causes out on New West Records. We've got time for one more song. We're gonna do uh, this, this little tribute to, kind of an indirect tribute to uh, Western swing music and Texas music, but it's got some different flavors. Starts out a little bluesy. I wanna thank all our guests for coming to E-Town this week. Thanks to our interview guest, Jane Zelikova. Dr. Jane Zelikova, great scientist celebrating the success of her organization, 500 Women Scientists. Thanks to Emily Gimbel for coming up from Austin, Texas. Great singer and piano player. Thanks to Justin Towns Earl. Thanks to the E-Tones, Helen Forster. This is, uh, this is one that will play a little nod to Emily's grandpa, Johnny Gimbel, on this song. It's an old Bob Wills sort of tune. Um, I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here in E-Town.
recorded at E-Town Hall and produced by our donor-supported nonprofit organization. To comment about the show, email us at info at etown.org or connect with us on Twitter or on Facebook. Distribution of E-Town is made possible by our family of sponsors, this station, and listeners like you. Justin Towns Earl, E-Tones Helen Forster. And Nick Forster. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. This is a production of E-Town. That's Justin Towns Earl, along with Emily Gimble. Such a great sound. Thanks again to Jane Zelikova, our award winner. I'm Nick Forster. Thanks for listening.